Welcome to the TV show show. I'm Brittany High. And I'm Rob Schulte. And this is a show where we talk about TV shows. A lot. We talk a lot about them. Like extensively. Scene by scene as best as possible, but sometimes we go on a, I don't know, a tangent. Is there a big word for tangent or is tangent the big word? <laughs> tangent is the big word. I was going to say journey. Ah, that is, that's, I like it. And today we're taking a very incredible journey to a show that was a, a big part of my childhood. Hey, mine too. Home Improvement. I don't know. It was weird when, I, you know, uh, Tim Allen's always been kind of a weirdo and more so lately, but like, you don't get that as a kid. You just watch the show. It totally normalizes all of the weird stuff that he does. <laughs> so I have a very specific home improvement memory that is Please share. super, super weird. Dish girl. <laughs> so I pretty much used to always watch television shows that I liked. By myself. My dad worked nights, and when he would stay home, he usually just did his own thing. It was just him and me for, I mean, during the times of like home improvement, it was just him and I at the house. Right. So it's like if he didn't like the show, he wasn't going to watch it, you know? Right. But sometimes he wouldn't be going to work, and he'd be like, yeah, I'll just sit down in front of the TV with my son. We never really got into like deep conversations either. Even when I was older and felt more comfortable bringing up stuff like that, it was still like awkward. Stuff like what? Like home improvement? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like my dad and I weren't the type of guys to like have deep convos. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Anyway, there's an episode down the line where Tim gets a vasectomy. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that episode? Uh, vaguely, but tell me about it. Well, essentially, you know, they don't want to have kids. I can't remember exactly the issue. And, you know, Jill didn't really want to go through having her tubes tied because it's a much, it's a bigger procedure than a vasectomy for sure. Yeah. And that's the argument made. So Tim will get a vasectomy. And we're watching this episode, and it's a little uncomfortable, you know, watching something about vasectomies with your dad, and it's just you two in the room, right? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Anything involving your wiener, I just don't want to be, you <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm like in junior high or something oh, at this wow. point. Oh, wow. That's a super sensitive time. Yeah. So we're not really talking, not like we would be. But my dad, out of nowhere, during the vasectomy talk, just goes, I had one of those. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. And as much as I like enjoy the nostalgia of watching Home Improvement, it always comes with that memory. And my response of just like, oh, then I have to sit here and watch this <laughs> until the end or it's going to be like super weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's really, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever told anyone that story. Well, I feel special and I'm glad that we could all share this. But we're not watching that episode today. No. <laughs> we're watching season three, episode four. Why are we watching this episode, Rob? Because I chose it at random. You're so zany and random. Oh, man. Oh, just... Can you handle it? Can you handle the zaniness that's going on right now? Barely. <laughs> we're watching season three, episode four. Now, let me read you the description of this episode. Brought to us by Hulu, by the way. Thank you, Hulu. Tim has trouble with Joe Morton after Joe dents part of his hot rod. Who the hell's Joe Morton? I have no idea. At this point, it's just like, I mean, okay, great. Are we supposed to know who that is? Wouldn't this description been so much better if it was just like, Tim's neighbor dents his hot rod, awkwardness ensues. Yeah. Because there's a lot here, like, 
A recurring character gets introduced in this show. Right. Joe's wife. Don't act as if we're supposed to know who that is. Well, I feel bad because I forgot her name, but we'll learn it soon. Brittany, are you ready to watch season three, episode four, a so-so evening? So is spelled like the thread, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, thanks for explaining that. I was like, what is that? Yes, I am. I'm ready. Awesome. Let's get into it. Brad and Randy are playing football in the house. Like, that's got to be against the rules. Am I right? Yeah. And it's cold open. And you know it's a cold open by all the flannel everyone's wearing. Well, you know, that's funny because when you were watching the episode, this is behind the scenes. I was probably wearing flannel. No, no, you texted me. You're like, I just started and there's already so much flannel. And it made me think, (laughs) you know, one of these days, you know, if the fans act right, we should give them behind the scenes to our dumb texts and say, yeah, this is a lot of flannel. And Yeah, you get one screenshot of the initial, whoever watches it first. Yeah, it's like, LOL. And that's what you get. So they're playing ball in the house, and Tim's like, yeah, your mom's not home. Let's keep playing ball. Ooh, boys are back in town. And Brad admits that he's not going to take shop while they're talking. And Tim's like, well, you got to take shop. That's where you get to play with tools. And he's like, but Dad, if I take home ec, I get to be around 30 girls. Tim's like, why would you want to be around girls? Like a true closeted homosexual. (laughs) And then he immediately is like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls, 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 girls. Yeah, totally. But the the fact that there was a, you know, afterthought, this is kind of like, Tim, come on. Come on, man. Come on. Okay, and then we go into the opening credits. But do you think that (laughs) Tim Allen, like, was still... Closeted? Yes. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Take that out. (laughs) But I mean, like, still, like, really on coke during this show? Uh, I mean, do we have the timeline of when that was? Because I remember, yeah, like, didn't he talk about that in his book and stuff? Definitely during the Santa Claus. I mean, we should actually come up with a timeline, a visual timeline of when all of this stuff was happening. I'm going to look this up. When was Tim Allen arrested? I feel like a real gumshoe by typing. He also looks like Justin Long in his mugshot. Oh. It's pretty crazy. That's nice. He was arrested in October 2nd, 1978. Oh, so pre-home improvement. Yeah, by a lot. For possession of over 650 grams or 1.43 pounds of cocaine. Oh my goodness. I was going to say we've all been there, but I definitely have not. Have not been there. More on Tim Allen's sorted past later. Yes. Tim's working on his hot rod in the garage. I mean, very typical. Typical. Oh. Oh. I just came up with that. And the bald, annoying neighbor comes in. I say that because that's a trope, right? It has to be. And he's got the horseshoe haircut. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, he just fits such a trope. And he calls himself the meat man. And this is another behind the scenes, but I had to ask, is this meat man related to Mr. Man Meat from Dawson's Creek? They got to be brothers, right? Yeah. Except for one is attractive and the other one is this guy. (laughs) Right? Hey, I mean, there's something, someone for everyone. It's not like he's listening and he's going to be offended. Oh, yeah. Andy's fictional. Yes. Also, Maureen. Maureen's his wife's name in the episode. So they're talking about it. He's a little bit like combative. First of all, I want to go back to your Mr. Man Meat thought. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) 
I like the idea that Home Improvement and Dawson's Creek live in the same universe. And I'm wondering if there's a way we can tie it together even more and then what other shows we could tie it to. I am open. Listeners, just so you're aware. We're crazy. Soon, Brittany and I will be doing a side commentary podcast about Frasier. One episode of the podcast, three episodes of Frasier inside of it. So I will say that when we do that, Britt, I hope we can also find a line where Home Improvement and Frasier are in the same universe. Oh, easy peasy. (laughs) So I'd say the good thing about sitcoms, though, are like all this is is to build up tension between Tim and this annoying neighbor who accidentally bumps the front grill of Tim's car that he's building and it dents it. Turns out it's a replica, but it was still, you know, a nice piece totally. for the car. Totally. The guy's like, let me pay for it. Let me do it. And Tim's like, no, it's not that big a deal. I can fix it. Not much else going on except to get out of hanging out with him again. He lies about Jill, right? And instead of being like, you're a nightmare. I have to leave. He's like, my wife has a condition. I have to dress her. And and it turns into like the guy taking it the wrong way and saying, oh, I get it. She's an alcoholic. And the guy slaps the car before he leaves the garage. As if like, see, we're buddies. I'm fucking with you. I slapped your car. We're friends, obviously. Because this is what friends do. We're on the set of Tool Time next. Yes. I love Heidi. That's all I got to say about that. I was thinking about this when watching this episode. Okay, so what we see is we see Heidi, like, introducing the show, and she, like, brings out tools and assists them in that sort of way, right? Mm -hmm. Even in ridiculous ones like bringing out a dowel. Yes. It's like that could have just been on the table. But they find ways and she becomes a bigger character down the line and a more developed one as well. Yes. Developed. Hey-o. Yeah-yo. She develops a human inside of her stomach. That's true. Hey, spoiler. Ah, sorry. (laughs) Maybe we'll get there. But I like the idea that she's also the warm-up comic. Oh, yeah. Because you know how like sitcoms and like TV shows always have someone to like warm up the crowd? Yes. Like that would be perfect that Heidi's also a comedian. Yes, I love that. That's good. Someone write that fanfic. Yeah, (laughs) we're too lazy to do it, but I would read it. So Tim and Al, they're talking about dowels. First of all, like... Did you see the sexy lady Benford calendar in the background? Oh, shit. No. Now I see it. Yes. I want that. That you could just put new dates on underneath. Yeah, for sure. A calendar, you know, who even uses it for the dates anyway, right? (laughs) Use it for the sexy Benford ladies? Yes. Thank you. But yeah, Tim is talking about how to deal with the pesky neighbor. And he says, you you can use a dog collar, you know, those shock collars. But the whole thing is, you know, you have to convince your neighbor to wear it, which is the hard part. But then he's like, won't you be my neighbor? And this is our, you know, favorite moment of any episode of Home Improvement is when Al says, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> What Al doesn't know is that Tim has hidden the collar in Al's tool belt. As we see this as the subtext for the impending joke. And then what Tim doesn't know is that Al discovered the collar and hid it in Tim's tool belt. So Tim goes to shock Al. Tim gets shocked. Classic sitcom humor. I'm so glad that you're here. And I feel so embarrassed that, you know, I can't. I don't have the 
comprehension skills to understand what's going on because I seriously was like, wait, what's happening? I just know that he's he's like, whoa, like, did I miss something? Like, I saw the words at the bottom of the screen. Maybe they went by too fast or something, but thank you. Now I get it. I got to make a correction. I said subtext. I meant subtitles. Oh, well, that's okay. Now, can you pause for a moment? Yes. I have to ask you a question about tool time. So am I pausing the show? Just what you're watching. Yes, yes. I'm with Jill and Maureen right now. Okay. (laughs) Tell them I said hi. Hello. Okay, I got a question about tool time, the show within the show. Is it a Bob Vila type show? Yes. Do you, so you don't think there's any extra thought about all of the like learning how to be a civilized male in society, even though it's like we scoff at it now, but I think it was like pretty progressive at the time to like have the chauvinistic side and then see how Tim learns each time. Yes. Yeah. Mm hmm. Are we supposed to think that Tim Taylor is like a mastermind putting all of that together? Or is it just a happenstance that he has that much production control of his home improvement show? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Like, there's got to be like a showrunner and a producer going like, Tim, you just got to build the birdhouse, man. Dude, you're so, you're so deep. You know, you know too much about behind the scenes because I was <laughs> I just like take it at face value. I'm like, they just show up for work and they stand in front of camera and then they just talk. But I know that that's not true, so I don't know why I gave it the suspension of disbelief. But I think that applies here. <laughs> Maybe it's because they show us just enough like staff over time that like we see a couple of camera people and then sometimes Tim's boss is there. Right. So maybe that's what we're supposed to just believe is just like, yeah, show up on set. The cameraman will run around and get the shots and whatever you get that day, that's your episode. They air when he masses stuff up, you know, and sets himself on fire or shocks himself or chops his finger off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Tool Time's turnaround is like the same day. That's intense. And I know that's not impossible, but like there's countless amounts of times where they're like, he's like, oh, I'm watching today's Tool Time, like on the TV at home. It's crazy. I don't know how they do it. Listeners, tell me if I'm, if this is far-fetched, but I think it's, I think all of these things are interesting to think of how much control they have with how quickly the turnaround has to be. Tweet at us. Use the hashtag a so-so evening. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, Brittany, shall we get back into it? Yes. So Maureen's over visiting Jill. We don't know this character yet. She, Like I said, she just become a recurring character. She needs to borrow a toaster, and Jill's like, oh, Tim goes through them quickly. I keep a lot on hand, or something along those lines. I love that her opener is talking about strangling someone with pantyhose. I was like, that's my kind of girl. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> and then she, like, jumps right into, like, well, Jill offers her a piece of cake. And, of course, we're all going to accept cake. Cake is delicious. Yes, I've never turned cake down. She says, my therapist has food issues. And then Jill's like, oh, please, who doesn't? She's like, so you started therapy? She's like, yeah, I started a few weeks ago. I got a coupon. <laughs> and then it's like... Discount therapy, is that a good idea? Blah, blah, blah. But I also like this because it's obviously like foreshadowing that Jill is going to become a therapist. Oh, damn. She's like, I wonder about that therapy thing. That makes me think. Well, they could also be 
backwards rationalization, but like how therapy was like becoming so much more like accepted in the nineties. And I want, it's must just be through like things like this, the writers going through therapy and, you know, putting it into their shows. (laughs) Tim comes in and starts talking about how the new neighbor was annoying. And Marie was like, Oh, did he have this and that? And talking about Mr. Meat man. And he's like, yeah, she's like, Oh, I married him. Uh, you know, classic. Obviously, that's the wife. Uh, whoops. <laughs> uh, but it, well, it's not that bad. Tim feels awkward, but uh, Marie's like, I know that my husband is annoying. Much like how I feel Jill would say in the same situation. Totally. After that interaction, though, Marie's like, okay, well, I'm going to head home now. And Jill, who had just given her a piece of cake, is like, you haven't had your cake yet. And Marie's like, oh, I'm going to take it home with me. And Jill is, like, looking at her plate, like, bitch, that's still my plate, like. (laughs) But neighbors borrow stuff, I guess. Do they? I don't know. It is weird to, like, walk on the street with a plate of cake. (laughs) Could you imagine, like, walking around your block while, like, eating chocolate cake? I mean, I can, and I would do it. I can, and I have, but, you know, all of my neighbors talk to me. I live on a street with a lot of older people, and they all talk to me because I'm a nice lady with pink hair. Uh-huh. So I try to avoid walking, you know, especially if the cake is a conversation piece. It's just a big Oh, yep, yep. It's a big mess. It's a big mess. Well, the boys come home. Oh, they're fighting. School's over. Brad's not in a very good mood. Randy lets Tim know that it's because... The word got out of his master plan to meet girls in middle school. (laughs) And every guy signed up for home ec. And I don't know. Does that mean that just like all of the women didn't get in? Oh, they they split them into two classes, didn't they? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh, no, no, it's not that bad. But, you know, gender is a social construct and blah, blah, blah. You know, so definitely separated it into boys and girls for home ec. But that's like the dumbest thing you can do. You have to like integrate kids. Yeah. They have to learn how, especially in seventh grade. Especially in seventh grade. I'm no psychiatrist. (laughs) Yeah, from my very (laughs) unprofessional opinion. (laughs) I think it would just be better for everyone to not have a room full of guys and not have a room full of girls. Exactly. It's just a nightmare. Just kidding. It's not that bad. Okay. You know, Jill's kind of like, you know, the annoying guy that you just met and the lady who took our plate, who you also just met. I invited them to go out to dinner with us. And they, you know, argue about whether or not they want to go through with that. Tim knows he's losing. Yeah, he does. But he goes out kicking and screaming. And what I love is that at the end of this scene, she's like, we're going. And it was so final. And then the next scene is them walking into the restaurant. And she's literally like grabbing him, dragging him in. And he's like (laughs) growling at her. I was like, it's never gotten to that point in my experience, but... I also love that, like, everyone has that, like, Seinfeld mullet in this scene, like all of the extras at dinner. Yes. Well, that was basically the only hairstyle at the time. That's true. Jill's got an interesting... Hair situation. (laughs) I wouldn't call it a style, but... They, They both got, like, everyone at this... Everyone at this table has a very unique style. You know what Jill's hair looks like? Like a mini fig from Legos, you know, like <laughs> the woman hair. Oh, like like the hair you place on any yellow head. Yes. Oh my God, they all kind of look like Legos. This has changed everything. 
Tim's being a little... Standoffish? Standoffish, yeah. They all sit at the table, and like normal, Joe the Meat Man, Mr. Man Meat's brother, he is very excited to have them all there. He's like, hey, tonight is on me. You are my guest. This is my favorite restaurant. Don't even look at the price too far. And Tim's just like, okay, cool, I'll have the chicken. And then it's like, oh, we don't, you don't come to the steakhouse. And he's graphic. He says you can sop up the blood with your roll. My favorite. That's how rare it is. Not very appetizing. Also, that's not blood, just so we're all on the same page. It's meat juices. It's meat juices, but it's more proteins. It's zero blood. <laughs> um well, wait, can I just say, though, that it's such a funny concept to be like, hey, you know, it's on me. You can order whatever you want. Don't worry about the price. Just order whatever you want. And it's like, I'll have chicken. It's like, well, you, well yeah, but not that. Yeah, just the idea that like, <laughs> okay, I didn't want to put rules on dinner, but now I'm putting more rules yeah. on dinner. Yeah. Order whatever you want if it's on this side of the menu and doesn't have chicken in it. Then the meat man, for some reason, just whips out that he knows about Jill's condition. You know, dinner table conversation. Yeah, and to the point, though, that he orders wine for the entire table, but for her, he orders a Shirley Temple, and he makes a big to-do about it. It's like, I have known, you know, people with alcohol problems in my day, and I'm pretty sure that that's like, you know, you don't, like, draw attention and make them feel, like, really, you know, shitty about the fact that they can't have a glass of wine. I think it's a pretty good practice in life that, like, if there's something that someone isn't openly talking to you about, you probably shouldn't bring it up to them. That's a really good lesson. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, like, addiction or something, but, like, you know. I I know. It's like, Brittany, if I knew someone in your life passed away, the first thing I wouldn't talk about would be, you know, like, hey, you remember that dead person? Well, I appreciate it. I don't know if this should be kept in the podcast. (laughs) Well, Jill's really pissed about being called an alcoholic, and understandably so. Sure. I mean, you used your wife as a scapegoat, and you did it in one of the cruelest ways possible. Yeah. The easiest thing would have to have just been honest. Hey, I gotta go. We'll see you later. I have other things to do. I cannot talk to you right now. Yes, that's a good one. But instead, he decides to go with, my wife is a severe alcoholic. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part is actually this next scene. Boys are watching TV with Al and Brad's trying to finish crocheting a hat. Al is the world's best babysitter. He's like kicking back on the sofa, eating beef jerky and drinking beer. I'm like, whoa, I've been babysitting wrong this whole time. Al's got to be drinking soda. No, they're definitely, I mean, they look like beer bottles. No, he's... The Coke cans look different. Okay, okay, okay. Get a zoom in on that shit. (laughs) So Al's just like kicking back and eating snacks. Parents come home early, and he rushes all the kids to bed. He's also a good babysitter in that. He's like, yeah, stay up, hang out with me, whatever. Who styled JTT wearing a hoodie sweatshirt under overalls? Man, overalls were a thing. No, I love overalls, but it just looks uncomfortable. He looks like a little marshmallow man. I remember Josh Server from All of That wore overalls a lot, and he was one of the, like, only do one side overalls. Oh, yeah. And as a young kid, I wasn't sure if that meant if he was in a gang or not. Well, 
Do we know now, though? Yeah, um, I highly doubt it. Okay. Well, now we know. Yep. Anyway, so... Parents come home. Tim and Jill are not in a good mood. Tim's looking for some extra food because he didn't finish all of his meal because he wanted to leave so quick. He's trying to get everything that Al ate, and he's like, you ate all the cookies? You ate all the little hot dogs? And he's like, well, you're not paying me. Yeah. You said I could eat whatever I want. I was like, like, if if you're not getting paid, like... I get to eat whatever I want, and I can bring some mementos with me when I leave. Yeah, no kidding. It's like... Those flower pot holders on your oven, I'm taking that with me. You're not paying me. I'm taking two pieces of cake and two plates. And I'm borrowing your wife for the night. Whoa. (laughs) Just kidding. Oh. Al would do that. No, he wouldn't. He's just, like, unabashed. Al leaves, Tim goes outside, but it's the middle of the night. Or maybe not the middle of the night, but I'm guessing probably a 10, 10.30-ish. Yeah, it seemed about that time. Starts throwing a rubber ball at Wilson's house until Wilson comes outside. And he's like, hey, you awake? Ha 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 Wilson's like, uh, I am now. Could I could almost not even find my fisherman's hat. <laughs> yeah, he sleeps with that on. Yeah, he has to. Sewn to his head with lures. <laughs> Ew, but yes. <laughs> Tim's talking and asking him if he's ever had an annoying neighbor. We also see the humor in that. No, explain it to me. Mm, well, Tim's being annoying here. Uh, uh, okay. And Wilson's like, you know, always try and find the good in people, and it works most of the time. And if it doesn't, I take his ball away, and he takes Tim's ball. And I was like, touche, Wilson. Damn. <laughs> you said everything without saying anything. But I picked up on the subtext. So Meat Man comes blasting into the garage in the next scene. Tim's working on it. This bright as fuck turquoise sweater. (laughs) It's a bright turquoise sweater. That should be in the crayon box. Bright as fuck turquoise. Yeah. I don't know where the hyphen is. I usually don't use such crass language. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. My bad. I mean, you're bad. What what am I talking about? Yeah, it was totally my bad. (laughs) Um, It's okay. Can you tell that we both apologize too much? Yes. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Sorry, sorry. Me man's like, sorry. Tim's like, yeah. He's like, but I got a gift to make it up. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 no. (laughs) He says, so Meat Man's like, I figured it out. If your wife isn't an alcoholic... She must, you You must be having an affair. Oh, yeah. And Tim's Jesus. like, I'm not having an affair. And he's like, then you must hate me. And I'm like, wow, what a weird chain of, you know what I mean? It's like, if it's not this, then it's this. And also he doesn't jump to maybe I was annoying him first. Like, that's what I jump to after every interaction with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I probably annoyed them. Yeah, everyone, everyone, everything. I was like, they must hate me. And in reality, they're like, I'm having an affair. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm also like, well, I guess if they've proven themselves to not be annoyed with me, they must be committing infidelity all the time. Yes, yes. 
But, you know, he talks to him. He says, I know I can be a little bit much. Tim's like, yeah, but I was rude. And he's like, I'll keep it in mind to tone it down a bit. I'm the meat man. That's enough. I get it. Meat man! (laughs) Yeah, I love that. It's like, I'm trying to tone down my annoying stuff. You know, meat man! Meat man! (laughs) It's like, okay, well, that's not working. And then he gets, he brings Tim a gift. And he's like, hey, I got you a gift. And then he just pulls out a brand new, or not a brand new, but a, not a replica, but an original gift grill for this car that tim's building tim's like it must have cost a fortune and the meat man's like oh i'm doing all right which is like okay cool thanks dude for that little humble brag yeah but he was fairly polite it's like don't worry about it i can spend the money on this for getting someone a random ass gift like that well it's not so random yeah i guess you're right well because i'm like you did break the thing that i had originally had so you should replace it so to finish us off, the man, uh, meat man, man meat, 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 meat boy leaves on like an understanding that like, all right, we're, we don't really like like each other, but we are friendly with each other. And Jill comes in and she's like, you know, that was nice of you. And Tim says to Jill, he's like, you know, you just got to find the good in people. And Jill's like, well, that's great. And then Tim's like, hey, and I want to apologize for, you know, being me. And if you want to go out as couples, you know, let's do it again and double date. And Jill's like, yeah, me and Marie do want to keep going out. We just got to find other guys. Oh, Jill sitting on the counter on the phone as one does. You know, did your did your folks let you sit on the counter when you're growing up? I don't know if it's because my mom's a germaphobe, but I definitely got yelled at if I sat on the counter as if like my butt germs were like contaminating all of the food or something. Yeah, it wasn't a standard practice. Gotcha. But she's on the phone. She's declining an invitation to go over to Meat Man and Marie's house to look at their vacation photos, which, you know, it's like (laughs) we can all agree that no one wants to do that, right? No one ever wants to do that. We'll get to the end of this scene in a second. And I know I've taken my tangents, but like to the extreme of how much people don't want to do that, like, why do you want to put forth the effort to do that as the host? And also, I've seen someone trying to do this at a bar. What? Like they opened their laptop to try and show people their his vacation photos at a bar. Do you know that me seeing your vacation photos fills me with envy? And it's not a good thing for our relationship. I came here to not look at a computer screen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I came here to watch a TV show without sound, okay? Yeah, thank you. Gosh. Anyway, so Tim catches Jill in this lie, this web of a lie to Marie on the phone. Which is really just, I we can't come over, Tim is still at work. Yeah. That's not that bad. No. And then Tim says, liar, liar, bras on fire. As if women don't wear pants. Even though Jill is in pants in this scene. Currently wearing pants. And she's like, Tim, if you're going to lie about me, you have to use some common sense. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Wrong line. Well, she does say that. Oh, but yeah, they do then just talk about what acceptable and unacceptable lies. So Jill says, I can't go out tonight because my wife is accepting the mother of the year award. And Tim's like, oh, "Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll give it a try. Hold on. Uh, Lie number two. I can't go out tonight because my wife is braiding her back here. It's just like, wait, all right. You're not even trying. No, it's like these are not believable lies. 
But yeah, they like make up and they're like kissing and stuff. And that's the end of the episode. Ooh, we get a credit sequence though. And it's a blooper. Bloopers, my favorite. We're messing with the ball. Blooper sequence and Wilson and Tim just can't get this scene right. Wilson can't catch that ball. It happens. I got to ask you, Brittany, did you like the episode? I did. I did. I enjoyed it. What jumped out at you most in it? Well, oh, all the babysitter of the year. Oh, hell yeah. I thought it was, I always think it's really interesting when like episodes bring in like, here's a random character to center the story around. Someone that we haven't grown to care about and someone that we will not care about afterwards. He's a, he's a tool, a mechanism to generate a story. But it's like so many of these episodes don't revolve around that or they revolve around like recurring characters. Well, I mean, if we're talking about like real, I mean, you know, cast members versus guest people and stuff. I'm like, Mark had one line this entire episode. Yeah. And he was yeah. sleeping. How could this episode have been better if Mark dented the piece of the car than the neighbor? Hmm. Hmm. You could have still introduced Marie. Wouldn't have been necessary, though, because they're not going out to dinner together. Well, and Mark wouldn't have been able to replace it. Yeah, but then it would just be a, a lesson in like how Mark has to take responsibility and Tim teaches him how to do like a freaking tool stand. Like instead of a lemonade stand, it would be like a I'll change your oil stand. Damn, you should be uh, writing some spec scripts for this show. Holly me, hi- Holly me, hire me, Hollywood. <laughs> Holly me, Hirewood. Wait. See, that's the sort of humor you're going to get from me, Rob Schulte. <laughs> I have some questions for you. Okay, go. What's your go-to excuse when you want to get out of something? When I want to just get out of something? Well, I mean, in this, in the way that Tim the Toolman Taylor wanted to get out of a conversation with an annoying neighbor, he didn't want to go to something. Like, what? Do you have a go-to excuse? Maybe that should have been the question. Well, yeah, I mean, usually my go-to excuse is I have to work on some shows because inevitably... Hey, you've used that one on me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Because nine times out of ten, it's honest. No, nobody could ever question it. If I'm getting out of something, it's usually because I just want to stay home. I'm always like, no, it's nothing personal. I just want to be a piece of shit in my own bed. Yeah, I just want to eat some cookies and lay down and watch Home Improvement or Frasier. Exactly. But inevitably, I'll take a break and work on a show that I'm working on, oh. right? It'll happen. Yeah, it'll, it, it balances out. Have you ever gotten... So you, that's your go-to excuse, but have you ever gotten caught in a excuse lie kind of thing? Not, not, I mean, I'm sure it's happened, but nothing's really jumping out. A lot of times, like, I have those situations where, like, I'll accidentally, like, text the wrong person after I've made an excuse. That has happened before. (laughs) Do you want to grab drinks? Wait! I just told you I have explosive diarrhea. I know that it's terrible, and I know that that it's not even, like, original or cute or anything, but I'm always like, oh, my stomach, and I make a really ugly face, like, oh, you know, I'm about to shit myself, you know, because it's not, like, they're just like, oh, my God, go home. I'm so sorry. Yeah, also, I'm not feeling so hot. That's a good one, because sometimes I'm just sad. Yeah, and it's true. I'm not not feeling very... (laughs) The worst excuse I've ever gotten from someone, obviously trying to make an excuse, my friend told me he had a tickle in his throat. Oh, gross. And he didn't want to get anybody sick. I was like... Look, sorry, you can take that part out. You can bleep that out. How about that? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but seriously, it was like a birthday party. He's like, I've got a tickle. I don't want to get anybody sick. I'm like, oh, you're so noble. You're never invited again. <laughs> anyway. Such a such a little little tiny little tickle. Just tell me you don't feel like coming. You know what I mean? Like, just tell me that you're depressed. Tell me that you want to be a piece <laughs> of shit in your bed. You know, like tickle. Even if you just said I'm not feeling it is so much better than like I've got a little tickle. You know, the people who give a shit about if they're going to get someone else sick or not are the people you see walking around with like surgical masks on. You know, they're the ones going like, oh, I might actually be contagious, but I have to leave the house. I better put this on. Yes. So unless you're doing that, I don't need to hear about the tickles. <laughs> exactly. Keep your tickles to yourself. I feel very, like, this has been a more aggressive podcast. I know, it, I'm so... Is it because of all the meat talk? Maybe. Maybe it's also, it's all that, like, toxic masculinity. I'm like, oh, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Oh, all the grunting. Yes. And uh, maybe it's because it's hot where I am. It's really warm, and I don't have air conditioning in my apartment. So if I came across aggressive in this episode, that's... I blame the meat. I blame the heat. I don't blame Al. Al's perfect. It's very interesting in this show that you can pretty much fit yourself with one of the kids. I'm Mark. You know? <laughs> You're Mark when he goes goth. No, I'm no, I'm Mark when he's sleeping. He also lived in Kansas for a while when we were there. Well, did you ever have the pleasure? No, no. Um, it's unfortunate. I know someone who had a story about it, but I find that most tales from small towns are taller than they get told. Oh my gosh, that's like, I want to quote that and put it on a t-shirt. Yeah, embroider it somewhere. <laughs> somewhere? I'm not telling where though. We'll get Brad to do it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's figure out what we're going to watch next. Did we say we were going to watch Dawson's Creek? Oh, you know, it's just been a while and I want to know what's happening at the creek, you know? Yeah, me too. Let's let's revisit. Let's get in our Katie Holmes rowboat and uh, head on down to Dawson's Creek. Okay, I'll see you there. This has been the TV show show. The best way you can help us out is by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcast. Give us five stars and say something nice. Brittany, are there any other ways that people can support this show? Endless. Yeah, find us on social media and we'll give you our Venmo handles. <laughs> yeah. I like all things. I, I like free stuff. Yeah, maybe we should set up a P.O. box so that like people can send us action figures. Yes. Okay, when this episode airs, if people want to send us weird stuff that won't poison us or explode or anything like that, then we'll, we'll, we'll settle that when that happens. Deal. I highly doubt it, but. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, good episode. I will talk to you later. Okay, bye.